finding your purpose of life is the only purpose of life afterward life is an enjoyable journey others may see a problem but you are enjoying the process the earlier you find it the better it is for you imagine you find your passion at the age of 73 <laughs> you it, it's good to do a lot of self analysis uh, on your deathbed the earlier the better this is episode number 88 of the inspiring talk with dr radhakrishnan pillai welcome guys to the inspiring talk my name is bijay gautam i'm host for this show each week i interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential i'm excited for this episode on wisdom from chanakya Chanakya was an ancient Indian teacher, economist and royal advisor. He was called King Maker as he advised and helped Chandragupta Maurya build one of the largest empires. Chanakya's books Arthashastra and Chanakya Niti probably have all the answers to world's problems from how to run a kingdom to how to run a life. and those insights are equally relevant even in today's world now on this episode i have someone who has mastered the concepts and wisdom shared by chanakya and has helped popularize those insights dr radhakrishnan pillai has authored 15 books based on chanakya's teaching including the bestseller corporate chanakya Dr Pillai is deputy director of masters in leadership science at the University of Mumbai. He is a well-known speaker, management consultant and corporate coach. This man has got tons and tons of insights on life and facing any problem that you might come across in your life. On this episode we discuss Anvikshiki, the science of thinking. designing life and habits the chanakya way finding the mentor and a lot more trust me the ancient wisdom shared on this episode will blow your mind without further ado let me welcome dr radhakrishnan pillai welcome back inside this episode guys it's an honor and privilege to have here with me dr radhakrishnan pillai dr radhakrishnan thank you so much for being here it's an honor to be on this particular show especially as such an inspiring uh, personality for me vijay you know you have got so many followers and when i actually got connected to you i feel it's a privilege to be on your show thank you so much for including me that's so kind of you thank you so much so i'd like to jump straight into the conversation because you have done so much of research and study and you have like went on into the depth of the insights of this man chanakya and i'm yeah. sure people who are listening to this podcast they know who chanakya is and they might have heard of this name right so uh, you know a lot of them might have even heard about some of the sutras and stuff which we'll get into so let's begin by saying chanakya was called a king maker right yeah so let's begin by talking who was chanakya and why he was called a king maker absolutely in fact uh, Uh, i always start most of my lectures by introduction of chanakya so a quick introduction uh, he is a historical figure who lived in the 4th century bc roughly 2400 years ago so he is somebody who is very very near to our particular generation so you may worry that 2400 is near of course because if you look at indian history it spans over thousands of years so we have reference that he lived in flesh and blood in india Uh, he was part of uh, the magadh kingdom and he lived in patliputra which is modern day patna he is known to have gone to takshashila studied in the university became a professor of political science and he came back to patna and what he realized in patna there was a major problem that it was lacking good governance the king at that particular time was called dhananand he was from the nanda dynasty and uh, unfortunately in spite of uh, advising him on how to be a good king because he was a political advisor he was a professor or a teacher of political science dhananand did not listen to him and the people were suffering so he decided to dethrone him and that's when he created one of his students his name is chandragupta maurya 
and made him the king and dethroned dhananand that's why he is known as a king maker remember chanakya did not have his own army and he was not a king but he was more powerful than the king and he could actually bring mm-hmm. back lot of uh, bring together many armies together so why is he called a king maker because he was not aspiring to be a leader in fact he is a leadership guru so king maker is bigger than the king and if i were to use hindi aisa kehte hai ki raja se bhi bada rajguru hota hai so in fact it is not the king who is important it is the strategist the person who guides the king who makes the king who is more important so for us he is a leadership guru and much bigger than the leader itself so he was the mastermind and uh, the man who had a lot of wisdom and insights you know that he shared with the king and the all the people and you know he had a lot of kingdom to you know conquered and later on in his life right so and then he put together something called a chanakya niti yes. right and uh, so what does that mean so i would like to go in depth of the chanakya niti and some of the principles of the life and when i was going through that and thanks to you for introducing the entire the chanakya principles and the nitis and when i started going you know reading about it and started finding a lot about it and i'm like i mean is there anything that chanakya did not talk about of living life whether that's about the you know business whether that's about the leadership whether that's about the politics that's about the economics right so there is a lot of wisdom out there so what is chanakya niti and what does that word chanakya and niti particularly means so actually if you look at the word niti in sanskrit it has got various meanings niti means strategy niti means policies niti also means plan so if you look at chanakya niti it is the policies strategies principles and the aspect of planning that chanakya taught so definitely he wrote a book called as chanakya niti you know it's got formulas or generally called as sutras of how to live life now chanakya niti when we say that you know okay what is your policy or what's your strategy of running a kingdom so usually chanakya is known for two books that he wrote one is kautilya's arthashastra and chanakya niti it is said that kautilya arthashastra is a huge book with more than 6000 formulas or sutras while chanakya niti has got 350 odd sutras so what is the difference the arthashastra is having nitis of course but meant for leaders so it is actually like a constitution it tells the leaders how to rule a kingdom how to have foreign policies how to create economics and uh, the model of wealth creation how to appoint ministers how to actually you know make sure that the crime in the society is low so all these are for the leaders you know but he also realized that uh, i may teach the leaders but i also need to teach the masses a good teacher will be mm. teaching the masses and the classes now coming back to chanakya niti it is for the masses it's a common man like you and me so let me just go into the details of the book called chanakya niti it talks about principles policies and strategies how to succeed in life irrespective of whether you are a leader or no so chanakya niti is definitely for the leaders also but even if you are not a leader many people say you know i am not a political aspirant i don't want to be a leader i'm happy with me myself and my family so chanakya actually has got some formulas how to succeed in life also and at every stage and every different responsibility that you go in life through so let me give you a couple of examples so let's say uh, you know uh, parenting now that's something which probably a lot of people go through and in india we have a very very strong family culture so he says True. How, how do you become a good parent so here is a chanakya niti and they are very small formulas you no know? it's like e is equal to mc square you know e is equal to mc square looks like a small formula but it's got the depth of the whole lifelong research of einstein so in the same way every formula or chanakya niti that chanakya talks about is actually very deep so let me give an example of parenting chanakya says till 5 years love your children next 10 years discipline them and afterwards consider them your friends or now let me explain it so when a child is born then you'll be surprised it's a very innocent child and you know even if you want to it doesn't have the intellectual the physical or the mental ability to understand your sayings you know so you just love them unconditionally even if you got the best of the mobile it just breaks it <laughs> you have to accept it right So you'd love the child unconditionally, no doubt about it. But what happens after five years? You have to start disciplining the child. What do you mean by discipline? You have to show them what is right and wrong. So there is this faculty of a person to discriminate and understand what is good and bad, right and wrong, what is to be done, what is not to be done. Unfortunately, we should not only look at uh, 
children being loved but they also need to be disciplined so what does it mean it means that you have to teach the child to listen to a very important word called as no otherwise the child can also go into a kind of a state where especially we find that with you know single parents or even single children where they just pamper the child to such an extent that you become a spoiled brat so the discipline is very important so 10 years onwards you just tell them what is right and wrong guide them with your experience so first 5 years is love them then discipline them and after 15 years consider them as your friends you know teenagers don't like to be dominated because they say i am also grown up so that's exactly what chanakya is saying he actually agrees to teenagers saying that now you are full fledged adult and now when i say 15 years it's an average okay so you can make it 18 years just for the sake of our generation now i remember my spiritual guru swami chinmayananda used to say something very nice the love of a mother and the discipline of a father both are required for the healthy development of a child so think about it that we need to balance love and discipline and after they are ready then you should consider them as friends now that doesn't mean that you consider them as equals they are equals but the thing is that after a point they have their own ideas and you can learn from them what we call in today's generation is reverse mentoring maybe you know initially when uh, i was small i remember if any electronic item like a television or something used to come at home a parents never used to touch it or rather never used to allow us to touch it but today when an electronic gadget comes and it is actually the little children who will tell you how to use it you know so we tell them please tell me how to use this mobile or whatever so consider this that after 15 years you almost like are on equal par with each other yet teenagers or even a grown up child or a man also requires guidance so the parenting role after love and discipline becomes more about guidance and we are actually equal players so look at this one example of parenting how deep it is is one sutra among 350 odd sutras I'll give you one more example. Who is a lucky person? Yes, sure. Okay, so who is a lucky mm. person? So it's a very interesting word and saying that I think everybody is lucky. You know, he says that if somebody is educated, he's got a good family, he's got enough wealth, knowledge, and respect, he's a very lucky person. So it's a rare category to have all these combinations, right? So he is educated, he's got a happy family, he's got his parents, he's got wealth, money, respect, honor. and you say okay is such people actually possible and let me tell you vijay i've been fortunate to be in that category you know you'd mm. be surprised that you know when i look at all my friends and all everybody has got some problems even i do have you know so it's not that everybody is like problem free everybody has got some problem or other but if you look at this four five things he talks about so by the grace of god you know i'm highly educated i'm a doctorate okay so it's a phd like highest education that probably you can think about i'm happily married i got two wonderful children my parents are healthy financially i'm also very secured so if you look at it on a world traveled and can you believe i'm also respected so then i go back and say okay that means i'm a lucky guy but the following statement also says don't become arrogant this happens because of teachers parents <laughs> and god's grace so i can't say you know i'm a lucky guy so i have to learn that even after being successful or be lucky you need to be humble so that's another chanakya strategy right from how to be a good parent so what to do after you become successful so right from start to how to succeed and believe me chanakya has a strategy what to do after success and now that's amazing right <laughs> so why am i yeah i mean thing? that's really fascinating exactly so chanakya niti encompasses everything that a person can go through you ask the question and the answer is given by chanakya so that's chanakya niti for you super yeah i was uh, kind of fascinated you know as i mentioned earlier like is there anything that this man has not talked about that possibly you know there is a question or the doubt as you mentioned right that yeah. one might have and yeah. you know there might not be answer on the chanakya niti or the other book that you're mentioning about arthashastra which i believe maybe we'll talk about that in a later yeah. but uh, which i believe is more about the wealth and uh, the economy uh, side of things right yeah absolutely so when i was going through your work I came across this word, beautiful word called anvikshiki. Yeah. Right, which I'm sure not many people listening to this podcast have heard or are aware of. So, what is anvikshiki? I would like to start from that because I think once we start from that, then you know we can start building up on that, and then you know maybe we'll talk more about uh, leading the life and you know finding purpose and so on and so forth. So, what is anvikshiki? Thank you so much. You actually touched my heart. <laughs> because almost 20 years ago when i started <laughs> reading the arthashastra to be very frank i also did not understand even how to even pronounce it or read it properly you know 
so anvikshiki anvikshiki i had to just you know do a lot of tongue twisting to get it but after i came to understand the depth of this word i was so fascinated in the kautilya arthashastra the first chapter there are you know 150 chapters and the first chapter begins by training of a king so it's like we are putting the child into a school and remember this child is not ordinary the child is going to be a leader he's going to be a king so he's going to take care of the whole kingdom and the first chapter of arthashastra is called as anvikshiki sthapana so i said okay what is mm-hmm. anvikshiki so anvikshiki is a science of how to think okay wow. so uh, i said okay what do you mean by thinking so of course i went into detail and i found out anvekshan so what is the meaning of anvekshan it's enquiry curiosity ability to understand it logically so that the child can become a leader so because leadership is actually about decision making anvikshiki is also called as philosophy the right philosophy that is been trained now let me tell you when i started researching i got various meanings of it okay so why is it called anvikshiki sthapana a leader or any person who want to be successful should have the right way of thinking right thinking can make you or break you wrong thinking can confuse you and a leader cannot afford to be confused he has to look and be trained in right thinking and what is the meaning of sthapana sthapana means establishing so establishing a person for thinking currently in his mind you know it's like you're stabilizing it and then i was so fascinated and said oh my goodness so in our education system in the olden days in india it was not about r r r reading writing and arithmetic so when we say a person has to be literate so he has to know these basic three things you know he has to read write and he should know calculations that's what the model is in today's education but chanakya started by saying teach a child to be a thinker first i was so fascinated that what a man in fact somebody said you know i was born intelligent and education spoiled me <laughs> so the whole idea is that are we feeding the information are we actually teaching the children how to think correctly so the last point which i want to mention more anvikshik is that i started seeing lot of references of anvikshiki in ancient indian literature and there are people who actually were trained in anvikshiki and they became very successful leaders and there was a great princess who comes in mahabharata her name is draupadi do you know krishna addresses her as draupadi because she is a very intelligent uh, princess trained in anvikshiki so in our ancient education system men women everybody were trained in the right strategic thinking and i was so fascinated that actually i named my daughter as anvikshiki so my daughter wow is actually called as anvikshiki of course my son is called arjun you know because as i told you i'm very fortunate that fantastic children they are also intelligent but the whole idea is that you have hit the nail that can you believe chanakya's first word the first subject he is thinking is also not known to us so i said you know let me put upon my life to the promotion of chanakya's thought and beginning with the word anvikshiki the right method of thinking or strategic thinking so you know what uh, fascinates me a lot about this whole time you know we just think right who would have thought about there is a science to thinking yeah. and you know there is the way to think about it right so you are saying that the thinking is a art yes right and i have i have never heard anyone talk about thinking as a art or science and there is a right way or the wrong way to think right yeah, yeah. so can we go in more depth about like hey how do we then go about thinking right what is the right way to think about or how does that impact on our success or where we will be in you know next couple of years or maybe in a, in a decade or so absolutely in fact you know if you are not thinking correctly you will get confused and congratulations all people around will be also confused <laughs> so to think about it it is not about you it's about the whole family your whole company if you are running something or an enterprise and if you are the leader of a country the whole country will get confused and imagine if you are a world leader the whole generation is gone <laughs> so let me tell you yeah. if you are trained in thinking and if you are not trained in thinking see the difference okay so we always say you know if you are healthy or not healthy if you are not healthy you know what the problems are but what are the advantages of being healthy okay so let me tell you if you are trained in thinking there are many advantages to it number one whenever a problem comes and a problem will come in life life is meant about you know how to tackle problem but you know it's like you know you are trained in fighting the enemy before the enemy arrives so there is a saying that if you uh, sweat more during during peace times the less you bleed during war times so what is important that you train children continuously 
in the right method of thinking, thinking, thinking to such an extent it becomes a part of you. So if I were to ask you, what is five into five? 25, right? Mm-hmm. It just comes up 25. so naturally. You don't have to put so much energy, but initially you have to put so much energy, multiplication tables and this and that. So it is a training given to you for thinking about situations before the situation actually arrives. Okay, so it's the very interesting training and how it helps is that you don't get surprised. Okay, you're not taken. So for example, the coronavirus has hit, right? So today people are uncertain, they don't know what to do. But if you're trained in Anviksha, you say, okay, maybe the form of the problem is different, but the problem will come. In fact, you'd be surprised, I've been doing almost three webinars every day for the last one month during lockout. I've reached almost 5,000 people. And I say, you know, my dear friends, suppose, suppose, okay, coronavirus was not there. Do you think you were problem-free? You would be worried about the March year ending. You'd be worried about the increments. You'd be worried about their own other problems. You know, so it's not that you would be problem-free if the corona problem was not there. So you said, okay, I never thought about it. So what Anvikshiki does is that it makes you stable in any situation, good or bad. In fact, it says in the whole chapter itself, Pradipaha Sarva Vidyanam Upayaha Sarva Karmanam Shashwat Anvikshiki Matam. What does it mean? I'll explain what I just said in Sanskrit. Pradipaha. Pradip means it's like a lamp. Okay. Sarva Vidyanam. If you know any knowledge, that's mine. But the knowledge, the ultimate knowledge is how to think correctly. You know, a lot of people are educated, but they can't think properly. And there are a lot of people who may not be that educated, but they know strategic thinking. So Pradeepa, it is the ultimate knowledge is how to think because we human beings have been gifted with intelligence, but we don't know how to use it. So that's where thinking as a practice comes in. Pradeepa, sarva, upaya, sarva, karmana. So for any action that you do, first think about the consequences, the objectives, the results. You know, we keep doing, but without wondering, you know, so even when you do a scientific experiment in schools, you know, we have the journal, say aim, it starts with aim. And then finally, you go through the process, observation and conclusion, right? So Anvikshiki is that clarity that comes to you before you get into any particular situation. So what is my opinion? Chanakya says my opinion about Anvikshiki is that learn Anvikshiki first, learn thinking first. Then you will be stable everywhere, be it profit or loss, be it a good or bad situation. You said, okay, I am stable-minded. And I'll just use one more word. In any situation, in any situation, you will never lose your balance. That's why in Mahabharata, we have an interesting name called Yudhishthira. Okay, he's Yudhishthira. So any challenge of life, it doesn't matter whether it's a death of a person, it's a loss of a person. Think about it. That man or that woman will be so stable that nothing can touch him because he's mentally strong, number one, but he's also clear about the consequences, what to do, what not to do, what is right, what is wrong. Everything is about training of the mind and the intellect. And that's Anvikshiki. Think about this. That's our wisdom that Chanakya passed on to us. So is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners on how they can go about the process of thinking? Is there any insights that you'd like to share on, hey, how do I go about thinking then? You know, if I'll tell you the three-step process of using Anvikshiki. Okay, so very simple to practice. I don't want to make it complicated. Of course, you want to know more in detail, you should read my book, Inside Chanakya's Mind, Anvikshiki and the Art of Thinking. So there are so many steps. But for our listeners, don't complicate it so much. Just follow the three steps. Think about any problem that comes to you, okay? First of all, you think alone, you know, look at with a cool mind. So if there is any particular problem, first of all, don't jump into conclusions, gather more information, you know, that is very important. So never be impulsive, the first step. So when a problem comes, relax. Your state of mind is very important when you're tackling the problem. So number one is relax, think through all the consequences alone. Second step is actually discuss it with friends. Very, very important. When I say friends, you know, somebody is around you. Because till now, you're only using your single brain. But when you talk to three people, they'll give you three different dimensions. You know, so when you speak to your family members or friends or anybody outside, oh, for you, it's a problem for me. I tackled that problem previously. So it's not a problem at all for me. So, you know, I always say this, you know, when you are becoming a mother for the first time, especially for girls, you know, for you, it may be a lot of anxiety. You don't know. You're not sure about it. But talk to your mother, okay? (laughs) So the mother is already experiencing, okay, I have given birth to three People like you, so this is normal for you. So when you're tackling a problem alone, which you should do because you have to use your intelligence, but one intelligence is not enough. Use multiple intelligences of other people. So why use one brain where there are so many brains available? 
Step number one, think alone. Step number two, think along with others. And here comes the third and the most important step. Think along with the advice of experts. Okay, so somebody who's already done it. So for example, you're doing this show. I'm sure there may be some people in the world level who may be better than you. Probably they are your benchmark. So you, you, uh, you, you, you study their live, look at their YouTube videos, try to get gather more information. So this is where the king also has to consult the king maker before he takes a decision. So think about the simple three steps. Let the problem come, relax. As they say, you know, count up till 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Relax, never get angry or never be impulsive. In fact, the best thing is that it's a major problem. Don't actually decide for 24 hours because the impact can be very big. And it's like going on war. So relax. So state of mind is first. Relax. Think through all the consequences alone. Second is think along with friends and family. They will give you opinions. Third is think with experts. And imagine after you gathered so many good advisors, so many dimensions, when you take a decision, that will be a mature decision, a long-term decision. And of course, the right decision. So the process of right decision making is three steps. That is Anvikshiki. Beautifully put. So Chanakya was definitely a prolific thinker, right? Yeah. So he would think about a lot of things and strategize and uh, conquering the kingdoms and, you know, making the king and all the different things. But the another thing that needs to be noted here is that he was also a you know, prolific action taker. He was yeah. not just a thinker. He was an action taker, right? So are there any lessons that we can learn from Chanakya's life about taking action in our lives? Yeah. Thinking alone doesn't give results. Thinking into action actually gives results because thinking is only 50% of the activity. Action is actually the next 50%, which actually achieves your results. In fact, in the qualities of a king, the first quality is said, intelligent and dynamic so what does it mean so if you're a king or a leader so please look at all genders also don't look at it as only male so queen also include anybody who is a leader has to be a thinker but after thinking what you conclude should be actionable it should be put into action so it is said that plan out your work and work out your plan so first is thinking but only thinking Very and good. make a plan but what do you do with those plans I'm not here to tell you to give ideas to others. You may be a thinker, but somebody has to implement it. So coming back to actionable, if it is not actionable, it is not worth thinking. And if it is thinking, it is worth actionable. So thinking is actually making the whole plan perfect, but it is still the blueprint. Okay, You have to go and hit the road. As I say, when the rubber hits the road, the realities are different. But since you've done maximum thinking, you gathered all the information, you've done your research, at least 90% of the problem are sorted. Okay, so you are not at every step wondering what's going to happen. So you've done your plan, but you know, the reality is that there could be unknown problems. So if you're not planned, then every situation you have a problem. Here at least 90% you're clear. So what do you do with the remaining 10%? Take again the advice of friends and your mentors and your experts. They'll tell you. Till you perfect it, till you get the results, no thought is worth actually exploring. So that's why, what is the aim of thinking? In fact, uh, I've personally seen this, Vijay, that uh, thinking takes away a lot of energy. Huh? So don't think thinking is just a very casual job. In fact, I always say this, you know, in fact, I practice this myself and advise everybody. Thinking is a very serious activity. It's like, you know, exercising your body, your mind, you do a lot of yoga and gymming, whatever you may say. How much of us actually take time out every day for just thinking? the right thinking, the analyzing, the situations, you know, uh, envisaging. It's a big activity. And in fact, human beings are blessed to have something called as intelligence. Not every creature has gone. That's why we've been progressing, okay? So if there is a coronavirus problem, we are thinking what to do. So coming back, thinking is a serious activity. But the serious activity should lead to actions, okay? Thinking activity should lead to actions. And finally, action should reach results. If you have not got results, then there is no point in thinking. Thinking, analyzing, action should give you the desired results. That is what Chanakya is all about. Beautiful. So now I'd like to move to the you know next context here. Yeah. So a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, you know, I get a lot of messages saying, hey, you know what? I really don't have idea about what is my passion and purpose yeah. in my life. Yeah. I don't know how do I go and choose the profession that I would like to, you know, pick or how do I go about making that choice after all, right? Yeah. 
So is there something that we can learn from Chanakya Niti about picking the profession or you know finding the purpose or passion in the life, right? So so is there anything that you'd like to share? Of course, there are many. In fact, this is the first question everybody has to answer. Because if you are clear about your purpose, your life will be inspiring for yourself and others. If you are not clear, you may be successful from the worldly standpoint, from the outside uh, perspective, but internally you'll be very frustrated. Okay, so finding your purpose of life is the only purpose of life. Afterward, life is an enjoyable journey. Others may see a problem, but you are enjoying the process. The earlier you find it, the better it is for you. Imagine you find your passion at the age of 73. <laughs> you, uh, it, it's good to do a lot of self-analysis uh, on your deathbed. The earlier, the better. You have a choice of what you want to do in life. So don't think that you know it's not. It's about only what you have. You have, but you have to do something about it. Now let me tell you the process. Let's look at a process that anybody and everybody can follow. I would suggest that you should be very sincere about finding your purpose in life. You know, it should not be just another thought. You know, chalo football bhi khel liya. क्रिकेट भी खेल लिया थोड़ा बिजनेस भी कर लिया थोड़ा चला अपना लाइफ का पर्पस क्या वो भी ढूंढ लिया नो 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 इफ यू हैव दैट अप्रोच देन इट्स अनदर कैजुअल एक्टिविटी नो आई थिंक इफ यू आर वेरी सीरियस ऑफ नॉट वेस्टिंग योर लाइफ एंड ह्यूमन बर्थ इज अ वेरी रेयर थिंग ओके यू कैन क्रिएट अ रेवोल्यूशन विद ह्यूमन बर्थ एंड व्हेन आई से रेवोल्यूशन नॉट ओनली इन योर जनरेशन यू कैन लीव एन इंपैक्ट फॉर जनरेशंस टू कम लुक एट यू नो ऑल द ग्रेट फिलोसोफर्स बी इट मोहम्मद और जीसस और कृष्णा और एनी रिलीजन यू नो व्हाट एन इंपैक्ट दोस पीपल लेफ्ट फॉर ह्यूमन ह्यूमैनिटी फॉरएवर सो द वे आई लुक एट इट इज सेइंग दैट इफ यू आर वेरी सीरियस अबाउट द पर्पस ऑफ योर लाइफ देन डू एन एक्टिविटी यू नो जस्ट प्रे टू गॉड व्हिच एवर गॉड यू बिलीव इन योर टीचर्स एंड देन टेक अ पेन एंड अ पेपर एंड शट डाउन योरसेल्फ इन अ रूम टेल द होल वर्ल्ड यू नो प्लीज डोंट डिस्टर्ब मी फॉर द नेक्स्ट 3 आवर्स जस्ट आस्क योरसेल्फ सेइंग दैट व्हाट इज द पर्पस ऑफ माय लाइफ and whatever comes inside your mind it's called self guidance okay your mind will guide you your internal soul will guide you start writing down okay so it's a very serious exercise don't look at your mobile or whatever no google searching nothing ask yourself saying that what do you want to do like so you know the mind will slowly the little voice in you tells you i want to be this 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 and after maybe writing for half an hour 45 minutes you start is okay write again write again write again you refine it it's like a gold refining process and then find at the end of that one or two hours you'll suddenly find oh this is the purpose of my life i want to do there is another way of looking at it also okay what you do is that you sit down and probably ask yourself what i don't want to do in my life so one is what i want to do in my hmm. life listen to it the second same thing in a different dimension opposite dimension is ask yourself so do you want to become a doctor no do you want to become a sportsman no do you want to become a uh, you know social worker okay social worker is fine but i don't think that's my calling do you want to become a businessman oh okay i think okay i don't want to okay so business fine okay then ask the deeper question so what kind of a businessman you don't want to become so do you want to become a businessman in the field of sports nana do you want to become a businessman in the field of technology oh you find there's a connect okay so when you again you keep doing this again and again and again the result is the same so either what you want to do you will achieve or what you don't want to do finally you'll come to the same conclusion you'll find the purpose of your life now there is one more step before you finalize it so you found you saying that you know this is my inner calling now please verify it with an expert this is a very important because that could be very impulsive so let's say i have decided that you know maybe the purpose of my life is to become an artist like you are doing right now you're a great podcaster you know you, and i can see the passion in you you already got so many followers in my case i have found my passion in chanakya so let's say xyz person who is listening today on the podcast he or she start realizing that maybe i'm meant for an artist and maybe my field of art is probably you know drawing just as an example now how do you know whether it is just a very impulsive feeling or it is true so what you do go to an expert in the field of drawing and say you know sir or madam who or she is i have this great feeling within me that i want to be an artist and because he or she is an expert they know how to judge you then okay show me your drawings and if you want to be a singer they go chara ga ke sunao na vera and if the experts gives you a stamp and say that yes you are going to be a good potential artist you have found the purpose of your life so when is ask yourself then verify with an expert that's the way you find your purpose in life and believe me afterwards your life will not be the same you will be inspired and you will inspire everybody what's your purpose in life is going to be different for every single person okay never compare don't try to become somebody else be yourself find the right guru expert and commit your life and let me tell you you'll become a legend in your particular field that's the purpose of your life 
Super. So now I would like to talk about the daily rituals, right? Yeah, yeah. So now we see a lot of self-improvement gurus and self-help and um, inspirational speakers. Yeah. They talk a lot about the power of the daily rituals yeah. and the you know the daily habits, yeah. right? Yeah. So if for the people or the, for the listeners who are looking at continuously improving their life, yeah. right? So what are some of the daily rituals that you know we can? learn from chanakya's life or the chanakya niti what does he recommend on the daily rituals for the successful life very nice question in fact as you rightly pointed out it is there in the chanakya niti i have written a book also on chanakya niti and also written a book called chanakya in daily life so okay so that's something that we can refer to for in details but let me tell you see rituals also become habits okay and you know this has been already proved it's, a lot of people have spoken about that you take 21 days to make a habit It also take twenty one days to break a habit. So it's both ways, okay. So I think what is very important to understand what is the stage of your life you are in, and what is the priorities of your life. Okay, the two important things. So let's say you're a student who is listening to this. So the stage of your life is not about earning. So it's currently, if you're in a school or a college, your priority should be studying. So your daily ritual, your daily habit will be based on that. Suppose you're a married person and your responsibility is to earn money. You're a professional. Or if you're retired, okay. Now they are priorities change. Your children are settled. Money may not be a priority. So first thing is to be very clear that your daily ritual. There are something which is depending on the stage of your life, and there is something which is very common. So whether you're a child or an elderly person, what are the normal rituals, and what are the stage-wise uh, daily rituals? I'll explain both of them. So for the first category, I think to get up every day morning, okay, whether you're a child or an elderly person, is to start thanking the almighty whatever religion you follow whatever philosophy you follow it starts with the attitude of gratitude okay so when you get Powerful. up please understand this that you know you should be thankful because everybody who sleeps may not wake up so, so the good news is that you are alive today you may have a lot of problems in the day it's okay so the first thing he says is that start with an attitude of gratitude please thank god saying that i had a wonderful life i'm alive please understand this the problem is that people start with problems in life okay problems you have to face that's why you are born the so first start with an attitude of gratitude so prayerful mode after that prayers that you do maybe it's a ritual according to the religion and the custom and the tradition that you are born in it's okay afterwards please please very important that don't just rush into activity if possible of course you can fresh up get ready or whatever but spend at least 15 20 minutes i spend 1 hour okay on thinking But thinking as an activity, the first activity of the day, because you know, mind has got this fantastic ability to look at things positively or negatively. What we do, unfortunately, is that the moment we get up in the morning, instead of thinking, we start worrying. And if I have to lose the use the Hindi word, just get chintan karo, chinta mat karo. We are so habituated to worrying about our problems that we don't actually think through the problems to find a solution. So, what is important? The first thing you do is that calm yourself. and let your mind settle down because the mind and the intellect is very powerful you know as they say about the law of attraction if there is a problem if you think through it you will find the solution but not many people know how to think through it so of course anvikshiki and everything once you practice so thinking as a practice then of course your mind is ready and you start prioritizing what is to be done for the day and in the case of people like me or you you know we are in the creative field you know every day is unique so you can't say you know because we have to prioritize so today i have to do three webinars tomorrow maybe i have to write a book the third day i have to do a consulting project or go to the university and teach so i think we have to be very clear what is the priority of the day so first thing is that get up get ready have an attitude of gratitude then plan your day then of course you have to do exercise at uh, three four levels you know so what are the exercises physical mental intellectual and spiritual so the physical level do you exercise or do yoga every day or whatever gymming if you want to do whatever you choose mental please be emotionally calm listen to music it's very important chanakya starts advising the king that wake up with the sound of music so you know many people make it spiritual music also some shlokas some hymns or whatever you know the mind is very calm don't start with metal rock in the morning my dear friends because you know the mind is not calm so the mental level you know the emotional level you are you are soothing so physically fit mentally alert intellectually i told you you know if possible think about it read some good things and finally spiritual thank god maybe if you have got some rituals about meditation and all those things do that now you are ready for the day the first half is called what steven covey called private life your personal life has to be very fit then you have to go and meet the world professionally if you have to go to college or school 
Now these are the professional requirements. When you come back, okay, now there is a winding up process. Okay, so one is the starting process and the winding up process. You actually end the day with the same thing. It's like you know, it's a cycle. So once you come back, relaxing, that okay, analyze what you achieved and you what you did not achieve. So you know, you have to take what is called it self-reporting every day. So morning you started with five priorities. Maybe the day was so bad that you had more priorities coming in. So out of five, you could only achieve three. That's okay. Maybe you add three more, but you look at you know what are the learnings, what are the good part, the bad part of it. Okay, everybody doesn't have necessarily a good day. Sometimes the days are excellent. Sometimes they're average. Sometimes boring. Sometimes but analyze it. And then finally, again, you end the day with a prayerful mode, with a gratitude. Thank you. Good or bad, this was a great day. I'm still alive. <laughs> There is a problem. Then say, okay, कल सुबह उठ के देखेंगे. अभी तो शांति से सोते हैं. Never go to bed. Okay, never go to bed with you know a negative thought of mind because what are you going to do? Your your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind will just not allow you to sleep. So again, the attitude of gratitude helps. And with God, I did my best during the day. Now I'm going to go there. Of course, during the day you have to be healthy, eat the right food, meet the right people, never get you know over emotional or never over react. Sometimes it does happen one or day, but you're saying okay, I did analysis, I got corrected out of it. So what are the habits on a daily basis? At the four levels, plan out your day, work out your plan, allow surprises to come in. That's another good habit to develop. You know, a lot of people become rigid in their planning, saying that you know if I made a plan, I will not allow anybody else to come. I meet thousands of people every day. On a monthly basis, I'm okay. You know, you never know. That's why in India we have a culture called Atiti Devo Bhava. Atiti means the one who comes without appointment. So a lot of hidden opportunities come to you in a very surprising form. It could be a phone call. It could be a surprise visitor. Of course, you should analyze whether it's an opportunity or a problem. That's a different question. So coming back of habits, there are so many habits. Habit becomes ritual. Last point which I would like to mention is that there are two type of habits. One is good habits and bad habits. Okay, so good habits are something which are positive. We should develop, but there are also bad habits. Be very careful about it, because bad habits are also very difficult to break. And sometimes you get addicted to bad habits. It's very difficult. So be very choosy about the habits. Whether you like it or no, habits will remain. But it's good to have good habits that remain with you lifelong, rather than having bad habits which you never are able to give up throughout your life. Choose your habits carefully because they will always remain with you positively. Chanakya had a mentor, yeah. right? And also, he was a mentor yeah. to the Chandragupta, you know, whom he made the king. Yeah. So he talks about having a mentor or guru in life. And uh, on the, you know, Arthur Sastra, the yeah. book he has written about the, you know, wealth. He talks about have a mentor who wealth mentor, yeah. the mentor who is going to guide you through the, you know, wealth or the richness, right? Yeah. So can you talk about, you know, the importance of mentor? one and how do you go about choosing a mentor for yourself yeah or and then you can take a draw an example from your own life of the mentors that you might have and you know how do you go about picking one for yourself now choosing a, about a mentor please understand this you can have multiple mentors it's like when you are in school you don't have one teacher right so maybe in the initial stages you have a class teacher but as you go higher and higher there are a lot of teachers who come and take you so each of the teacher has studied the subject And has perfected the, that particular subject. So somebody could be a history teacher, somebody could be a geography teacher, somebody could be a mathematics teacher. So why have one teacher? In the same way, why have one mentor? <laughs> okay, but now it all depends upon what are the qualities of mentors, which are common. Okay, so let me tell you. The first thing is that the mentor, he or she, should be a subject expert. Okay, and as a student, you should know that you should always ask the right question to the right teacher or the right mentor. So I don't ask a history question to a geography teacher, and then uh, he doesn't answer. And says, "You don't even know what kind of a teacher are you." So you, I have to understand that that you always ask an expert the right question. So coming back to your whole question about you know uh, about uh, the wealth experts, so suppose I want to make money, okay? So first of all, you should know what's your financial level. So I'm just giving an example of the mindset. Let's say you are today, your everything is worth one crore rupees, okay? Now imagine you are talking to somebody who is worth fifty lakh rupees. He can't be a mentor. Actually, you can be a mentor to that guy because he will learn from you how to make fifty lakhs to one crore. Now your mentor, first of all, should be higher than you. He should have at least made five crore rupees, right? <laughs> And he should be able to teach you. A lot of mentors know the secret, but they don't teach you. So number one, this this mentor should be better than you. He should have studied the subject. Like for example, you know, I I've been a first generation entrepreneur. I've been very fortunate to have great parents who taught me values. 
but you know when you look at wealth creation probably i'm the first kind of a generation who's trying to understand the whole thing and you know who are my mentors they're some of the richest men in india and being in bombay i've been lucky because there's a financial capital actually i made a list of five mentors who tell me what to do about wealth creation but i know people who have actually given 200 crores to 10 people as donations that is a kind of people who mentor me 200 crores is given to at least 10 people so can you believe how wealthy he can be anyway so this is the kind of people so what i learned from this person is not only how to create wealth but how to give wealth back remember the example i give you so my mentors have been carefully chosen who are wealth creators and giving back to the society in the same way i got other mentors for example academic mentors so this person who is teaching me how to create wealth may not be academically qualified so when i'm doing my phd my guide has to be a expert in that field academic field so i got a list of you know maybe 50 or 100 mentors probably when i have to learn about podcasting you are going to be my mentor so i'll choose you because you are better than me in that particular field so coming back to the what are the common things he or she should have more experience than you in that field he should have studied the field he should be an expert of that world so these are the common qualities but let me also tell you you also have to be a good mentee you will find a lot of good mentee but what's your attitude you know you cannot be arrogant in front of a wealth creator ah, you know what uh, you please teach me how to create wealth nobody will teach you because you are arrogant they will only teach you when you have that that the whole aspect of humility so good student in sanskrit also called as vinay vinay means humility and vinayak you know like whenever we start studying we actually invoke ganpati ganpati is actually called vinayak because look at him he is also called as you know uh, the god of knowledge he wrote the mahabharat and all those things so coming back teach somebody learn from everybody okay teach somebody and learn from everybody so it is a guru shishya parampara so if you have got 1 crore rupees for calculation state there are people who not even know what 1 crore is so teach somebody you can't be selfish don't keep it secret but learn from somebody or rather everybody who is higher than you so this mentee and mentor relation is always there in each person teach somebody learn from everybody that's how you become a mentor and find better mentors than you are you know what i pick from uh, you know what you have just shared one thing that really fascinates me is we talk a lot about mentors and you know i have a lot of discussion with people here and ask them about their mentor and one of the things that a lot of people always you know tell is hey you know what uh, you know you need to have look at this kind of qualities if you are looking for a mentor like you know some of the things that you have said like hey you know that person should have achieve the results that you want to accomplish right then what's the point by choosing someone who hasn't been there and accomplished those results and having them as a mentor because they don't know the way right you want mentor who can shorten that time yes. for you to get that success because the, what does a mentor does is you want to go from a to b and you want a mentor who's going to shorten that time for you like if you were to do it by yourself then it might take you 5 years but mentor is going to bring that time down to maybe a year or a year and a half but what i love about what you shared is that are you open to learn are you open to be mentored are you open to the knowledge and wisdom that you know so which also bring me to the point of the quality of being able to you know be surrendered in front of mentor yeah. okay if you now once you have chosen the mentor then the quality of saying like okay now that i have chosen the mentor i'm going to believe whatever you say because now i totally surrender so that you know you are not using your brain when you are being mentored so do you agree on that or would you like to add something on that yeah so you have to use your brain till you choose the mentor okay and afterwards don't use your Absolutely. brain pick the brains of the mentor <laughs> see because you know choosing the right mentor also is a very intellectual process so don't think you know you just surrender to the wrong person because he can again make you or break you we have also found that people who are very sincere students land up with wrong gurus or wrong mentors and then you know it's so sad because a student is good but the teacher may not be see please understand this when i give the example of you know my wealth mentors so i got see bombay being a place where you know i've been brought up in so getting rich people is not a problem people how to teach money and make money is not a problem see, I, i keep going to bombay stock exchange and national stock exchange so please understand i have a quality in my mind and say that he should be rich he should be uh, you know educated he should be himself wealthy but remember the second quality i chose he also should be a philanthropist because wealth creation can be taught even by you know criminals <laughs> it is not the point that i am very clear what my value systems are so i have to use my intelligence to reach the right mentor 
and then i find okay these five people when i when i talk to them when i in, uh, look at the interviews i come to know that these people actually are contributing much more than what we know so we only know one aspect of them ki they are very rich but i look at other aspect are they giving back the richness to others so that's how i choose but once i choose then i go and say okay guruji abhi mujhe sikha you have to be open about it and you know there are different methods of thinking uh, teaching okay so you have to be ready for it never compare two mentors because their personalities could be different somebody will teach you verbally somebody will teach you through some action somebody will give you a project like i remember one of the people i am working with he just you know is very quiet if you ask him 10 times also he will give the one same answer but then less one thing probably i am not either asking the right questions or i don't understand the dimension then i told him sir have you written something ah, he is not a very uh, outspoken guy but he writes very well then i asked him sir can you share some notes of yours ha huh? nobody wants my notes he said nobody wants your notes the secrets of your success how you become a wealthy man he doesn't speak much and look okay, if you think you would be surprised is read the whole journey from bringing a person who used to you know look at probably stock market as something very small today is a stock market icon so he did not teach me by telling but i had the attitude of learning from him then i started picking his brains and i have some questions to ask you what do you do there so please understand teacher is going to teach according to his style and a lot of people get impressed by people who can speak very well you know please understand mm. you don't get impressed by the external thing like you know i'm sure many of you must got got very impressed by the way radha krishnan pillai speaks a lot of energy and all that <laughs> but please understand that's only one but you know there are people better than me who understand arthashastra maybe they cannot communicate it verbally but then the written communication is there so coming back what you should do is basically when i say surrender surrender is a very interesting quality okay surrender doesn't mean you are uh, it is not blind faith okay okay shraddha it is logically surrendering so i'm surrendering to the True. best so that you know it's like you know i want to learn how to do business i choose narayan murthy and narayan murthy also chooses me or i choose jd tata and jd tata chooses me so it's a two way thing after jd tata has chosen me do you think i have to do anything more yes after that to use my brain to imbibe those because that man is going to be the wisdom of running a multinational indian company with so much values respect is 150 year old company and you think my brain will be ready to accept that but i have to actually spray humble so yes you need to learn from the best surrender to the best and also pick up your brain to make sure you gather from the best that's the quality of a good person who learns from every mentor so chanakya you know was this person who would turn anything that he touched into the gold yeah. literally yeah. right so he was the best statesman and he was like a best politician and you know he was best at whatever he did yeah. right he would master whatever he did right yeah. so is there any policy or is there any insights you know that he talks about or from his life about becoming successful yeah. in life that you know if we can pick two three four policies that you know people can learn from his yeah. journey or life yeah sure in fact you know when i learned arthashastra you know i was so fascinated like you are you know he was good at everything that he did okay so when he wrote the arthashastra imagine the book survive for 2400 years chanakyaniti we are still discussing if he wanted to create a king he made the world's best king if he wanted to create wealth he created the wealth for the whole country if he wanted to defeat he defeated alexander so like then is not saying it is not possible humanly you know how can one man be so super successful i asked this question to my teacher remember So I was not very sure. Yeah, is it very fictional or is it like you know just man-made? My teacher told me something very interesting. Doctor Gangadhar and I, and of course my other teacher, Doctor Shubhada Joshi, my PhD guy. Both of them told you know that somewhere when we look at such people, we get fascinated and we think it's not real, but actually it is true. Okay. Number one, please understand these people are you know they are born for a reason. They are born for a purpose. Remember we asked this question about finding your purpose, and they were all called as Yuga Purush. There are people who turned around the history, so like what Mahatma Gandhi did for India, or probably Sardar Patel did. So you know they are thought leaders. We can't even imagine, but such people live in every generation. So don't think it's only during that particular time it happens. Second thing is how do they become so successful in so many multiple dimensions? I want every listener to actually uh, Google a very interesting word which I came across. It's called polymath. I don't know if you heard mm. about it. It's a very interesting word. Yeah. So Chanakya is also considered as a polymath. What is the meaning of a polymath? Yeah. That person is supposed to be a universal person. He's got knowledge of the universe. You talk about any subject, and he'll be a master in that. 
So I asked my teacher also, is it possible to master so many subjects in one lifetime? He said, it is possible. And I'll tell you the process. I said, okay. And it is possible for you and me also. So then, okay, tell me what is the process. Saying that you don't have to spend your lifetime mastering so many subjects. Okay. You just catch hold of all the people who have mastered every subject. For example, suppose I want to know chemistry. Simple. So if even if I spend 30, 35 years of my lifetime, I'll never be able to perfect chemistry. But look at one person who's already mastered chemistry over 30 years. Okay? Ask him questions. He will give you the whole crux of chemistry in that one hour meeting. So instead of spending 30 years, spend 30 years in finding 30 experts of each respective field. So what you actually told, you know, the example that you gave, Vijay, is that I don't have to prolong the process the expert actually makes me understand the process in less time so think about it what i do what is the process to become super successful in every field catch hold of the living best remember the word a living best when you go and discuss with him or her he will or she will give you the whole crux you know today i've been very fortunate i've been part of university of mumbai okay and university of mumbai has got 60 departments mathematics, you talk about sociology, sort of philosophy. And I got introduced one more subject called leadership. Today, we leadership as a separate branch where we actually offer a master's degree, PhDs and things like that. And look at my fortune. Okay. Suppose I want to talk about management. I would just go and call up my friend who will be the head of Jamnandal Bajaj Management Institution. Okay. If I want to know about chemistry or neuroscience or psychology, what's the latest research happening? Or, you know, nanoscience. For me, it's one phone call away. I don't have to learn nanoscience. I just go and say, okay, I want this particular thing. Said, okay, read two, three books over and out. So my dear friends, it's possible to learn multiple subjects if you can learn from the best expert of every subject. I'll repeat it. It's possible to become a master of every subject if you learn from the best expert of every subject. This is the Chanakya formula. Even you can apply it. And I think that's a quite a hack there, again, you know, which brings us back to the point about mentor we discussed about, right? So it's again finding, you know, somebody rather than you going and getting your head around it, just go and find somebody who has already done it. And then, you know, that's going to shorten the time for you. And then you will achieve those results. The person might have invested 10, 15, 20, 30 years to master that. But, you know, because now that he has gone through that, now he know. Uh, where not to burn the finger, where not to you know fail, where not to make those mistakes, so that you can avoid those pitfalls and you you can accomplish those results quite you know quicker than what the person has done. So now I have a one last question for you that I usually ask to my guest. But before that, I would like to ask you one more question from the Chanakya Niti and the principles that Chanakya live his life around. What is the end game, as we call right? So you know. We have all these principles that Chanakya has laid out about living the life and, you know, making wealth, becoming successful. So what did he say about what's the end game? So, you know, you earlier mentioned about like what after successful, right? So what's that end game? What brings that ultimate happiness in the life of the people? Okay. The end game is to understand there is no end. But you have to end your work. See, the show must go on. Please understand this. You have a role to play. Once you have played your role well, you should exit. Nobody is permanent. The moment you understand this, you understand Chanakya. So let me give a practical example. A lot of people who are very successful or passionate about being successful, they become successful. But you know what happens? They become very attached to that power and position. Suppose you won an Olympic gold medal. You want another Olympic gold medal. You have to understand, you will go away, but the Olympic game will continue. And the game seeks better players every time. Okay. So if Sachin Tendulkar has hit, you know, we consider him as God and he is. But today, if you look at it, I'm sure Virat Kohli will break that record. And he's better than Sachin Tendulkar because Virat Kohli is a successful batsman and also a successful captain. While Sachin Tendulkar was a successful batsman and not necessarily a successful captain. So you have a better version. Cricket demands that. So in every field, the game must go on. There is no ending. But you should end. What's your ending? The ending is like this. In your lifetime, you do better than the best. You leave a legacy for others to follow. You become the benchmark for the remaining to follow. But you should understand this is all God-given. And human beings should know that the ultimate purpose of life is to find, as they say in Indian culture, moksha or self-realization or self-actualization. So when everything is done at the worldly level, withdraw. Okay, Just surrender yourself to God. Because as they say, once you have found your purpose and achieved your purpose, you should know how to withdraw and just surrender back to God. Don't come back again. 
because there are better players than you so if you found your moksha your purpose in life and achieved it why come back again this is not interesting to be once you've been a chairman of a company you want to be chairman again and again and again exit my dear friend so what is important is what chanakya says once you have understood what is being a king maker that means you have done it and you're teaching it to others so end game is that you have done it give it to others and you leave so the world will be better without you and the world will learn the best from what you did in your lifetime you are gone but the game should continue the game is always bigger than the player i think that's very very beautifully put thank you so much for giving that wisdom and uh, you know that perspective because you know i would i've never thought about and what i particularly like about what you have said is whenever you are playing the game play to the best level that no one has ever played and set that benchmark and when you know that you know you have done it and then now it's your time to pass the baton or maybe help others achieve that and then you know you kind of leave that so i beautifully put beautifully put i absolutely love that so before i ask you the last question if people would like to reach out to you or get in touch with you i'm sure by this time people are so fascinated by the ideas that you have shared so there is this man Chanakya who have mastered it all and then here is the man who has mastered the insights that Chanakya has shared <laughs> right so you have you can say the leaving person out there who can help you with any problems that you might have in your life right so how can people reach out to you or what is the best possible way to get in touch with you so i think uh, today the internet world can connect anybody and everybody so my first point of contact is my twitter so you can just go dr radhakrishnan pillai my handle is r chanakya pillai it's quite popular you can follow me that's where i put most of my first information be it training programs that i do or lectures that i give in fact this podcast will also be posted over there but i'm available on all uh, social media platforms be it linkedin be it youtube be it you know instagram so i'm available on all the platforms so i'm quite available on internet all this is fine but i would suggest i have a small request that please come and meet me personally whenever the opportunity comes so because you know online is fine but i think the line that connects us is always face to face i pray to god that we meet sometimes in some point of life because i'll tell you meeting a person's transformation till then it's all good on the social media that's good for a start but that is not the final thing so what's very important is that please connect to me on the internet platform everything is available so i will request you to kindly pass it on but the reality is that whenever we get an opportunity let's also meet face to face that's my small request to each one of you super and uh, i must mention this at this point of time that uh, dr radhakrishnan pillai he is one of the most approachable human being that you will come across and he already mentioned about you know being successful is one thing and the humbleness is something that he always not only talk about but you can see that he is a living proof of that you know you will come across i mean he is one of the most humble human being that you will come across because he is very very approachable and as he mentioned you know he has shared all, all his details on how you can get in touch with him so with on that note i'll put all the links on how you can connect with him and on all the links his twitter handle and all the other social media link i'll put them on the description of this episode you can just go and click on that and make sure that you follow him and also let him know that what you like the best from this episode so that we know that we have been of service to you on this podcast so here's the last question for you so imagine that you are standing on a stadium and you do quite a bit of a you know public speaking so let us imagine that this is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world and there are millions and millions of people on that stadium eagerly and passionately waiting to listen to you and you have been given only one minute of the time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life what would be your message i don't even want one minute i want just 2 seconds and my message is do your best and leave the rest that's how attitude of life should be so friends it's do your best and leave the rest yeah go ahead sorry i was just telling you friends we have a small lifetime we may think it's 50 60 70 100 years but in the human universe you are just a small dot but you have a role to play okay lot of questions will be answered there will be lot of questions unanswered don't worry about it ask yourself in this small role that i was given by the universe did i do my best and if there is something unlift don't worry about it it will be carry forward because you may go but the world will continue without you so remember this formula 
do your best and leave the rest that's what life is all about thank you so much it has been phenomenal having this conversation with you truly appreciate your insights and wisdom thanks for sharing it with us today you were a fantastic host thank you vijay thank you so much for listening to this episode of the inspiring talk podcast you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from the inspiring talk is currently ranked at number 1 on spotify under education category and also at top 5 on apple podcasts thank you so much for the love i hope you learned something or got some inspiration there are some tweetable on the show notes page of this episode you can simply tweet those to me at the rate bj speaks and dr radhakrishnan at r chanakya pillai i'll put that on the description below you can access the show notes of this episode by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 8888 thank you so much for listening i'll catch you in the next now go out there and do something inspiring <laughs> <laughs>